Hello and welcome to another episode of Loose Brews, and it is a very special episode because it is the beginning of our Adepticon guest features. And the last year we had so much fun with all the people we talked to then, and this year we start with someone familiar. We have, because uh, last year we talked to the gentleman who makes the This Is Not A Test game, and we have him here today with us as well. Hi. Um, <laughs> so we had such a blast talking to you about your game last year, um, and they're just so, they're, you're, it's such an interesting idea in the way it's lore behind it and finally got to play a demo game this year you know a year later and the way it's set up like you, when you explain it it's like this seems like cumbersome at first but then when you it, on paper but then when you get into it, it's like this is one of the most straightforward games I've ever played so we thought we'd come in and check in and see what's changed since you know what's uh, been added to the game since uh, last year okay so um as you mentioned Joey McGuire from uh, World's End Publishing we published This Is Not A Test which is a post-apocalyptic skirmish game um we had the paper we, we had we launched in 2015 with the PDF and we added rule books into official Kickstarter for uh, rule books that we made about 50 grand which was very exciting and over the last year we've been kind of slowly building up supplements and trying to launch a small miniature range to go with it um, so what's changed uh, the biggest thing is we just launched a PDF for the wasteland companion nice which is um, when we first went to print and we were doing the PDF, I'd probably written about 300 pages of material. Yeah. And you can't use all of that, and you definitely can't print all of that recently. <laughs> so um, about 100 pages of it, I decided wasn't good enough for my customers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I was left with a good 50 pages, and yeah. so I took that, and I called it initially the Wasteland Companion, mm -hmm. based on like um, the Prairie Home Companion. is this like, little guide of people. So the idea is that the Wasteland Companion is these little books that people write about the common wasteland hazards and people mm -hmm. they meet and people trade these yeah like there, there's always, like, there's a currency in it mm -hmm. i was like oh you know about this you traveled here what's in your book about it and they'll copy and they'll trade back and forth it's awesome yeah so the wasteland companion we've added is just it's like more uh so our game uses war bands which is our basic post-apocalyptic trope factions mm -hmm. which is added um settlers which are guys behind the stockades, but now they're yep. going out on patrols. Right. And what we call um, uh, renegade reclaimers, which are kind of like the initial rule. Um, the initial this is not a test. Doesn't really, it has kind of Brotherhood of Steel analogs, but not really. Mm -hmm. They're 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 a little more power armor that people can get in normal. But these guys are like, can we play Brotherhood of Steel? Right. I was like, well, okay, we could kind of do that as a faction, but mm -hmm. it's like you have to take power armor now. And there's right. like three guys, and yeah. it's a hard, it's really hard in the beginning to play. But then you get experience mm -hmm. and money, you can buy more stuff. Yeah, and it just introduces just a lot more play options. You know, more war bands, like how to go to the sawbones to fix injuries. Yeah, um, more scenarios. We introduce what I call war band ranks. Mm -hmm. Which your leader gains experience if you've ever played a Necromunda style game. Yeah. Everyone gets experience, but now the leaders, what they do is their experience goes into the pool for the warband, and then the warband itself can buy little tricks they can do. Nice. Like they can avoid, like a, maybe if someone rolls a death, mm -hmm. they can avoid that when the rolling yeah. phase, or right. they, their leader can take like a mutant pet, mm. little things like that, or you can take like extra um, relics and power armor and stuff. Nice. It just kind of, it doesn't really add like, doesn't add super complexity and doesn't overpower things because it's yeah. all you know minimal stuff, but mm -hmm. it just plays how you're, it makes your warband a little more fun and a little more um, unique to you. Yeah, personalize it a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of develops a character all of its own. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. I always like the idea of like those ongoing traits that warbands establish as they yep. play longer. Um, 
And as much as I like 40K, it's kind of hard to do that with a full standing army. You can kind of build, right. you know, lore for your own, you know, individual models and yeah. characters, whatever. But you can't really apply that to the game yeah. unless you have a really cool group of friends. Yeah. Um, but I like that as like fully integrated into your game, like yeah, like it, it's on the tent, like by yeah. design. Um, and I like how you the uh, amount of lore you started with, just like, oh, I accidentally wrote a book. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that, I mean, I've always been a fan, so the book came about, I've always been a fan of the post-evolving genre, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's inspired by Fallout a little bit. Yeah. I mean, and people always kind of comment, like, because I have a demo board set up, and they're like, oh, is this Fallout? Like, no, it's not Fallout, because I use a lot of plastic train terrain mm-hmm. in my stuff, and if right. you know anything about trains, everybody, that stuff is always built for 1950s Americana, yeah. so all the houses are that suburban look, mm-hmm. and... But I also, I actually Norman really Walk- love that look, the, yeah. you know, that retro sci-fi yeah, look. Retro, no, no and Norman Walkerian vibe. Yep, yeah, yeah, totally. And it, but it's also, you know, it's just not Fallout though. It's mm-hmm. also Gamma World. Yep. For crazy amounts of mutations and everything else. And there's also like Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Oh. Uh, sorry. Um, no. Totally. Our compatriot has just arrived. Apparently, we've locked him out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a little bit of everything. It's, just, it's, a, it's sometimes what I call a. A game of tropes. Yeah, it's you know what 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 is in the post genre. What do you want to play? Mm-hmm. Will it work in my game? Most of the time, yes, it is. Nice. So it's just what what how can we help you have fun? Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. And I, like you already started off in such a solid just a variety of things last year when we ran into you and encountered you, and it's cool to see just how much you keep adding to it. Yeah, like I've been keeping up with it ever since because I've just like this is such a yeah, it's set in, you know, kind of general post-apocalyptic, yep. but it's, you know, very much its own unique entity. Yes. And I love see, watching that sort of thing grow. Yeah, so for Abducticon this year, I can kind of talk about what we've added. Yeah. Three new warbands for miniatures. Nice. Um, it, it took us a little bit of hiccups along the way, but mm. we finally added, um, I've got more mutants per capita than any other Abducticon <laughs> display, as I like to say, because we added what I call the downwinders. Mm-hmm which is a phrase that I learned when I went to the Atomic Testing Museum nice. out in Las Vegas. Nice. And the people that used to do atomic testing refer to the people who lived downwind <laughs> from the blast as downwinders. So I'm like, that is the official name for uh, civilized mutants in my game. Yeah. They're the guys that, like, they won't kill you. Like, not like the outcast mutants who will kill you on sight if you're mm-hmm. a human. These guys, like, they may trade with you. They just want to be left alone. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of all the classic tropes, like Cyclops mutants and guys with claws. Mm-hmm. And there's a... Really, one of my favorite miniatures is called the Wasteland Emissary, and he's the guy that goes out and tries to keep trade negotiations going. Right. And he's got, he's really ugly. He's got a top hat, but he's got an extra head mm. right here. It's a little tiny. It's got a little <laughs> tiny top hat. <laughs> and then we do tribals, which are kind of like your, they're not necessarily like the Native American analogs. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're just Wastelanders that eschew technology. Yeah. So they're kind of a combination of like, um, they look like wildlings from Game of Thrones. Nice. So it's more generic. It's more furs mm-hmm. and things versus like feathers and headdresses. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to go too far down that road. Right. And then we also, I finally got to add mutant cannibals. <laughs> and my when my artist eventually concept, my head was like Hills Rise Wild, mm-hmm. or you know the Devil's Rejects kind right. of thing. And I said, give me a, a cannibal family, and he comes back with this 1950s. <laughs> Like family, yeah. well pressed clothing. You well, know, sort of. It's more of like there's paw, mm. and um, your leader options are paw or maw, mm. and then you know he did like little kids, oh, like my little God. little Susie. He's got like traveling with a shotgun, and there's <laughs> like the little teenage boy with the rifle, us. and there's like they they all got like these like um, really sharp teeth grins, mm-hmm. and then they're just really fun. Mm-hmm. 
And like there's Tiny, the giant mutant that every cannibal warband has. This is guy that just you know crush skulls yeah. all easy. He ain't the smartest, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, and then um, we also have just generic creatures like we have uh, the the two headed cow trope. Yeah, we have that now. The caravan cow, but ours has nice. a scorpion tail. Nice. <laughs> and it's got like a TV on its back. It's really cool. We have got mm-hmm. like a giant ants um, and just stuff like that. Um, our biggest thing we're doing this year is we're launching a Kickstarter. Okay. Uh, the first Kickstarter was for a book and a lot of miniatures, and that was crazy. Um, we're doing th- three products, mm-hmm. and um, we're doing 20, 143 scale cars. Okay. That go with, um, there will be rules for the game that have vehicles, and it won't be an auto-duel type of game. It's right. going to be like that old-school Gorka Morka vibe. Okay. Where... I still want the focus is still on the warbands, but right. they now can hitch a ride. Mm-hmm. And we've got three cars. There's what I call the Atomic 3000, mm-hmm. which is just the family sedan. Yeah. There's the the uh, MP Industries. MP stands for Max Power Aggressor, <laughs> which is for the man or woman who can't overcompensate enough. Uh-huh. It's like this massive long boat. It's kind of like a Mustang meets a Cadillac. Okay. It's got like 12 windows. <laughs> what turning radius? pipes. Even the headlights look like Gatling guns. <laughs> <laughs> Though if you wanted it to be Gatling guns, you probably could. Yeah. You know. And then we have the... Um, the GMC, no, it's not the GMC, the RMC, Reliable Motor Company, okay. Road Warden, mm-hmm. which is the name of our Peacekeeper leader, but mm-hmm. it's also, it's just like this cool farm truck. Yeah. But they've all got that retro sci-fi vibe. Right. Which Fallout made famous, mm-hmm. but it was originally just um, Ford Motor Company in the 50s came out with a concept car called the Nucleon. Yep. And you just add some Studebaker and Cadillac parts and you get this really cool vibe and they've got mm-hmm. that like a fusion engines and they're all in different places. So we have those three basic cars, and then what we did is we added armor for them. They go right on top like gun, like just right on top. They fit like a glove. Nice. And they just up armor so beautifully. Like the truck ends up got it's got these bars that run along the tr- the back of the mm-hmm. the back and almost looks like a German half track. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just so beautiful and like the response to everyone at Depticon is like, when are these available? Can I buy these now? Do you mm-hmm. have them today? And I'm like, yeah. No, because resin molds are super expensive. Yeah. So we need to do a little bit of a Kickstarter because mm-hmm. there's a lot of development money in there. Right. Um, is the, do you have an idea where the Kickstarter will um, We're launching in May. In May? Okay. Um, I just need to do a little groundwork. Um, I just can't say Kickstarter tomorrow because right. need, people need to know. They need to prepare, you know, save, right. save, you know, save your barter script up a little bit. Yeah. And then, um, so it'll be for those three cars, the three armor options, and there's also a special edition miniature of like Mad Maxine type yeah, because if you've ever seen the original art for Mad Max video, the Mad Max movie, where he's holding the shotgun, he's got a helmet on. It's a very feminine picture. Mm-hmm. Like a little bit of midriff showing because it's not yep. totally not Mel, you know, Mel right. Gibson. But and I was like, I Skin need tight a, leather pants. They like a female version of that. That would be mm-hmm. awesome. And so that's what we did. Nice. And it got two helmet. It's got a helmet, and it's also just got the bob haircut. Yeah, kind of inspired by Nora a little bit from Fallout right. Four because I love that hairstyle. Yeah, and it's yeah. So she'll be like if you go in you'll, you'll get her for free and that's awesome that's about the extent of it mm-hmm. and then there'll also be a beta rules for the vehicles mm-hmm. and that'll probably be like, like a community beta test launch and we'll right. get people out and give us feedback because i'm like really super concerned about keeping the balance of the game with vehicles mm-hmm. you could destroy your game very easily so i'm just like give yep. me your input how's this working before we go to press with it it's basically what you want for people who are testing us like take these rules and break them as much as possible so we can see what yes fixing. exactly and you know i hope they do mm-hmm. And that's how you do a beta test, right? When you're like, okay, yes, you know, these are free rules to test, but the entire point is break them. Yes. Break them so we can fix them. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I love when developers, like, you know, come out and say, like, 
hey, break my game so I can fix it before it actually goes. I mean, to we do print. a lot of play testing internally, mm-hmm. but it's with a, a small group of about thirty people, right? And we kind of, I, I don't want to mix the roles too much because I'm selling a PDF, right? You know, so I like, I can't like, well, you know, there's always a balancing game between what you yeah. give away and what you not. Mm-hmm. But in this one, we're going to give away the rules, and I mean, I suppose people doesn't have to buy the book if they don't want to, and they just mm-hmm. want to make their own rules, yeah. And that's totally cool too, yeah. But you know, we like, you know. <laughs> and they're like yeah, maybe buy our stuff maybe buy our stuff let's keep going <laughs> if you like it we're not a charity project but mm-hmm. you know <laughs> yeah. yeah that is all super cool yeah um, the idea of the family sedan and the uh, candle family is like I could make a fallout version of the Simpsons oh totally there's um, <laughs> I, I'll talk about like the community we have a gentleman who stopped by named Mike Crutchett and I'll talk about him I hope he got his last name right and he um, he just started this cannibal family where everyone he just found these pig toys mm-hmm and cut the heads off, and mounted every model has a pig head. Oh, that's terrifying. And it's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> and he made like a little sign for like a restaurant, mm-hmm. like a barbecue restaurant, and it, they're so wonderfully beautiful. Uh-huh. And it's just, it's amazing, what I, just what the community generates. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had war bands for anything from ALF to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right. because people just wants to go a little crazy. And that's the beauty of the your game system as yep. well. You can use any miniatures you want. So you miniatures go, neutral, totally. Yeah, I supply. You can go absolutely buck wild with it. I supply a small range of miniatures mm-hmm. that were growing steadily, but you mm-hmm. know what does a railroad what does a raider warlord look to you? Right. And I, you know if you've got forty, I've, I, a lot of Malifaux mm-hmm. ends up in there because of like the gremlins and stuff make cool mutants, <laughs> and they got like this pig with armor all over it. But like forty k cultists, gene stealer cultists. Yeah. I mean all that stuff works beautifully. That's awesome. It's like so you've probably got enough. I had a, a guy in our campaign ran. Um, a peacekeeper warband, which is your wasteland rangers, yeah. out of Clone War HeroClix. That's awesome. The Star Wars HeroClix. Uh-huh. Already painted because you know he, he's got two kids. You know he's got a full time job. I mean you know so it's like mm-hmm. it, it worked. Yeah. That's perfect. That's awesome. You know just if you've got miniatures, that's all. You know I want to sell you some miniatures, but I want you to have fun. Right. I'm a, I'm a rules guy mainly. Mm-hmm. Like, you know like let's give you yeah. something to play with. Mm-hmm. And like the new Fallout games coming, I'm excited for more miniatures that people can play with yeah. my game for. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and that was like you know, you know, murmurings of that were around, were starting around yeah. this time last year. And miniatures are beautiful. Yep, hands down. Mm-hmm. And the, it'll be a natural pairing for your game as far yeah. as the like, you know, if you want to play, you know, there's mm-hmm. just more. It's just I love options. Yep, I'm friends. There's a lot of other post-apocalyptic games. I'm friends with almost everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only ones I'm not friends with is because I just hadn't had the opportunity to talk to. Yep, like I, I try to like no no real competition. Right, it's, you know we're all it's a non niche industry. Yeah, everyone's in it together. The yeah, everything's in it together. Mm-hmm. And the more you know, we bring the more exciting offerings come out, the more people that come in and go, oh, what are my other options? Do I want to do mm-hmm. this? You know and I want to play this game because I want to do this style of game. But I like these miniatures. But I like these miniatures. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of a unique thing tabletop gaming as well. Yep. Like, at the end of the day, yeah, you know, everyone makes their own product. We're all in it together. It's like, you know, how can we do this in a way that's friendly to each other? You know, yeah, you know, yeah, competitors here and there, but, you know, it's kind of friendly competition as opposed to, like, the games industry where it's like, I must crush the other developer. Yeah, you could, you know, you could undercut somebody, but mm-hmm. then someone can undercut you. Right, you know. So, and, you know, this is a small industry. People get reputations. Yeah. So you're like, oh, I'm not going to work with this. And so mm-hmm. maybe the resin casting guy's like, well, I've heard about you. You're difficult to work with. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, no. Like, so yeah, totally. Don't shit where you eat. Absolutely. Yeah. Or, you know, don't irradiate your water supply. We want to stay in theme here. Um, <laughs> is there anything that you're able to talk about that's, you know, kind of on the horizon as far as new stuff coming out? Uh, certainly. Um, so the big push is the car rules. Yeah. But we're also doing... Um, I've got robots. Nice. Um, one of the, the question I get every other week is robots. Mm-hmm. When I do a robot warband, I am absolutely working on it. It's mm-hmm. almost done, 
and I've been play testing myself personally before I sent it out, mm. and it's awesome. Yeah. Like so, you, the way it works is you have two robot options. Here's your leader. You got the custodian bot, which is this generic bot that was designed to help other bots. Mm. So it's a physical robot, and it, it just they're more, they activate if you understand how the rules work yeah. in the game. They activate better mm. with the, the everyone. A lot of models can take a motivator ability. Everyone gets plus one, but this thing broadcasts. So it's got like yeah. a like a Wi-Fi, and it sends it out even further. And then another one is uh, the AI shard. Mm. which there was a book that came out called The Sea of Rust. Okay. And it's an awesome book. And it's a truly post-apocalyptic book in the sense that there are no humans. Oh, really? Robots wiped everybody out. Oh, so this dead. is what happens when Terminator wins. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. And this is what's cool about it is, like, all the robots are kind of jerks because you know that they, there's robots that have killed people because mm. there was a robot uprising. Right. And what you realize is there was these giant super intelligence, the supercomputers, are almost factionalized. Mm. So, and what they do is they try to get all the other robots to join their faction so they can get the most, you know, servers and processing power and all that. Yeah. And the, the, the AIs are on these giant buildings and they can't move. So they, they send a shard of themselves mm. out into the robot world and that's how they attack and everything. And there was a gentleman that came up with a similar idea for the robots to do that. That's and I was just like, so cool. your robot, the leader isn't actually a physical model. Right. It just rides on another robot, and his mm. stats go up a little bit. Yeah. And if that robot gets destroyed, it shifts to another. Now, what's cool, though, is that... The most nightmarish shell game ever. Yeah, well, what's funny is, there's a downside, is if, my, if, if I'm out and I'm being controlled by something else, and I do something, I'm not gaining experience points. Mm. That guy is. Uh-huh. So whatever model you're doing, if you're trying to get him to have upgrades, because... That AI shark can't learn. He can only learn like things in his mind. He can't like he can't get extra strength. Right. That you know, he's. A, it's an AI. Presence. Yeah, it's like, an AI presence. How do you can shoot? So you know, yeah. he can't necessarily get better at shooting gun. Well, if, you know, programming a little bit, but so he's very limited in the skills he can take. Right. So pretty much a support thing. Yeah, and you know, it's a question of do I like I um, one of the robots is the. Um, the Warbot, mm. which is your classic Terminator-type robot. Awesome. Or something a little bigger, and he mm. can take the Killbot upgrade. You know, it's the Killbot with the heavy Warbot upgrade, which is this mm. giant, like this huge robot with, like, power armor, level armor. Nice. And you can ride the shard in it, but that, that other robot is never going to get better at shooting. Right. So it's like, is it worth having that extra stuff? It's trade-off, and it's mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. And there's also um, animatrons, which are your Friday Night of Freddy's. <laughs> so like, there's this terrifying uh, walking, and I want to do miniatures for that. Nightmarish animatronic mascots. Yeah, and there's like you know there's like the Crushinators, which are robots that they really do nothing but um, I actually have a model for one where it's just a cigarette machine with wheels, <laughs> like literally that is what it is. And Dave Taylor painted it, and it's such a great like 1980s paint awesome. job on it. All it does is run towards you and run you over, or like big stompy legs. Uh-huh. Well, and that is, yeah, it's just fun. And um, I've also been uh, working on a secret war band. Oh. I haven't really told anybody, but I'll mm-hmm. mention it because it's fun. Okay. Um, in the original book, it mentions the Traveler Scouts, uh-huh. which were, um, and there's a gas gun that they built, but that's the only reference is, but there's actually, they're a full faction. Mm-hmm. And I'm work, I've been working on them. So it's, girls, it's girl and boy scouts, <laughs> post-apocalyptic girl, girl and boy scouts. Girl and Boy Scouts. It's a mixed gender group, mm. and they're awesome. That's awesome. I've actually, we started sculpting on them. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. My favorite model is the little red wider wagon. 
if you know what a sit and spin is, yeah, there's a little, little some seats you spin on. Uh, we'll take that, mount a machine gun on it, and put it in a wagon. <laughs> there's a little girl riding, and there's like a kid just pulling her. <laughs> so she can't really move, right? And you really can't move and fire a light machine gun. Uh-huh. But when you're being pulled by a wagon, you can. And because they're, they're they're kids, they, right. they can't they can't hold these weapons by themselves. This little lamplight went to war. Exactly. <laughs> And the whole war band is focused on pairs because uh, they're small and they, right. they all have the battle buddy ability, mm-hmm. which is if they're within um, with another ability, as long as all the models are within range of somebody that has that, they get like a plus one of the will test, but they're, if they're away, mm-hmm. they don't. So right. it's like you, you isolate them, they start to break down and all of the, um, they always work in pairs or mm-hmm. more like there's, um, what I call them, kneecappers. <laughs> they're like their their melee unit. Kids uh-huh. kind of suck in close combat. But they they got they wear padded armor and one's got a spear, so she's poking at uh-huh. you and yelling taunts. So you have to take a will test if you want to break from combat. <laughs> so she kind of keeps them locked down. And you got the other kneecap. She's that's called the harrier. And then the kneecappers are all kind of like poking at yeah. it. And as long as they got like as long as there's a guy, they've got friendly fighting. And as long as there's a guy with a you know friendly battle buddy, they mm-hmm. get a plus one to like that's awesome. hitting. They just the thing is though they don't they don't hit hard. Right, because they're and kids. <laughs> they're kids. And Their they, strength is numbers. And they don't take hits very well either. Uh-huh. But what I, what I will say is though is that kids do not die in my game. Mm-hmm. The um, I completely replace the the survival chart is if you get a one they just go home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to play anymore. I don't like if you've ever played Fallout or um, what's the um, the fantasy Skyrim Skyrim Elder Scrolls. You know you can't kill kids. Well, there's I mean, mods, but like yeah, there's mods. I'm like you know that's just, let's that's just, just like let's just avoid that mm-hmm. altogether. So yeah, yeah you know and just, yeah, you know and the trick is the secret is you know I, I was inspired by a lot of games. There's a lot mm-hmm. of Fallout. There's a you know I love Fallout. Yeah, and now that the game is here, mm-hmm. you know. I'm doubling down on showing people that I'm not Fallout. Right. I want you to show that there's a ton more. So Absolutely. Like I'm really, you know, I'm like really like I'm pushing the post-Fallout genre mm-hmm. in different direction for the tropes that I really want to show, like you know more mutant animals, all that fun right. stuff. So like mm-hmm. I just want you know like I really want people to have fun and yeah. to see that we're, you know, that's awesome. We're different, but yeah. you know, you got the, like I say, those models are amazing. Mm-hmm. So if he, I, I would hope to see people start posting pictures going, this is my TNT war band full of super mutants. I would be happy. Yep. Because you know what? Fall, you know, everyone's getting a piece. And it's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. And I'm very excited yeah. for them to release it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love everything you've added since the year we, uh, since last year. Like, it, this game's growing so well. It's organically, too. It's, it's, a, it's a slow grow. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm, I'm a one-man shop. Right. My wife helps me occasionally. Right. But, you know, so it's like I we're got toddler We're giving that, like, you know, the yeah. amount that you've added just kind of, you know, as a one-man go. Like, yeah. You've added a lot like, in a year. Yeah. You know, slowly but surely, we're getting there. Yeah. Like, we're more like what, you know, they say in the game industry, you're only as good as your next release. Uh-huh. So, you know, what are you doing on the horizon? Well, you know. It only goes to your next release. Are you listening, Todd Howard? Skyrim Remastered for the sixth time. <laughs> <laughs> How many times before you just give us the next one, please? Like, yeah, that's a lot of work. I've been waiting. You know how long I've been waiting on Borderlands 3, sir? It's, yeah. <laughs> yep. Though in their defense, I have played Borderlands 2 so many times. It's got a lot of replay value. Yeah, yeah. And my compatriot here who... Thanks for joining us, Nathan. <laughs> um, uh, he's played way more of it than I have. Um, and that's something that's a, rabbit, a whole different I, rabbit hole we could go down. I wouldn't lie; I would love to do a manager's game, like just like, Borderlands style, just Borderlands style, just that mix of weapons and just 
making it work, that was a little mm. challenge. But in yeah. my head, I'm like, okay, I'm thinking of ideas that yeah. I would love to do. Trying to get game balance and crazy over the top weapons at once. Yeah, yeah. Branch throwing them, like figuring out the rules for the Mecromancer. The Anarchy stack is like, how? <laughs> like, that's like hard my... weapons. Uh, Tor weapons, yeah. Tor weapons, that's my favorite. Uh, that's my favorite class. I'm like always, if I play Skyrim, Summoner. Yep. Like, go, go get me out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I, I thought about it. Like, where you roll, um, every time you roll a weapon, you get different abilities and yep. like the shields. And yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you would play a vault. You would almost have to play like a, you know, everyone takes a vault hunter. You have to have like AI right. for the bandits. Yeah. But yeah, totally. There's, definitely, awesome. there's definitely a way to do it. I'm yeah. Sure. It's like if, like, the one IP, if I can get, like, that'd be amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> they seem like a pretty cool um, developer studio. They'd probably, they'd probably be on board. Yeah, and the thing is, though, is, like, um, IPs are dangerous. Yeah. You're only, you're, you got to get approvals for everything. Yeah. And then you're limited to that IP. You yeah. can't branch out. Mm-hmm. It's like, like, you know, Fallout has, like, four, three or four mutant types. Right. You know, some mutants, ghouls, and then some random creatures and, yeah. like, stuff from Point Lookout. Mm-hmm. Because it's know, just limited to what's in there. Yeah, you know, you, what's mm-hmm. in the, that's all you can do. Yeah, they can only know, so. play in their own sandbox. It's a big sandbox, granted, but mm-hmm. it's also a small sandbox in the same sense as yeah. you can't go and do all kinds of crazy stuff without a lot of lawyers and a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Whereas a small game producer, you can go, I can do any direction I want. Yeah. I can give people what they want, and, you know, yeah. hopefully I'm doing that. <laughs> it definitely seems like it. Uh, especially with um, the amount of stuff that's been added over the past year. Um, and, well, that, like, yeah. I'm very much looking forward to seeing. Are you going to be in Tepticon next year? Um, I've got a toddler. Okay. And he's. Um, grandma's watching him right now. Mm-hmm. And it's not from a money. Uh, probably not. I, I might come as like a punter and maybe run demos. Yeah. But I probably won't have a booth just because it's mm-hmm. so hard with him right. being that young and being away for so long. Right. But. Yeah. Um, I'll probably be here in some form. Yeah. Well, and I'll always have like, look at my case. Look at all these awesome yeah. pictures. And hopefully, maybe. You know, you'll see the Wasteland Scouts. I've got 13 models coming for them. Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll be we'll definitely be here next year. So if we run into it, then we'll sit down yeah, and see we'll what you had since then. Absolutely. Um, definitely looking forward to seeing what you had in the next next year. Like, Thank you. Especially with the amount of content that's been added in the past year alone. Like, like listeners, this is not just it's awesome. <laughs> Play it. I finally played a demo game yesterday, Nathan. Yeah. It's so fun. Is it though? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, why did I wait a year for this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyway. Trying to learn new set of rules. I mean, his demo game is pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah it's a, demo game is a lot easier to learn the rule set than read the book. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Hands on learning. Always do it. You know, let's yep. let's do it when we learn. Yeah, totally. Yep. yep. And then refine with book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, well, thank you so much for joining sure. us again. Um, I'm very happy to be here. Yeah. This, and as again, Shield World listeners, this kicks off a gauntlet of podcasts we got coming up for you this weekend. Um, But uh, until next time, we'll catch you all later. Bye.